listening to a best of series only on Landscape Plus. Paragon, Paragon 7, 7 Studios. Studios. I talk about things on the show all the time that, that I'm obsessed with. Uh, TV shows that, that I watch basically in heavy, heavy rotation. I'm always watching Unsolved Mysteries or Forensic Files or some type of show where 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 people are, are, are getting murdered in, in Western British Columbia along Highway 97. I'm very interested in in the UFO abductions that that I said always happen to happen in rural Colorado or Maine or New Hampshire. Like they never they never abduct anyone from South Beach in a bikini coming directly out the water or directly out of a bar in New Orleans or something like that. I've been fascinated on the History Channel. They've been running this story about cults, not the cults, not Carson Wentz. Well, I really need to apologize too because I called I've called him Mr. Glass. I said Mr. Glass is going to Mr. Glass. Carson Wentz has actually been a pretty good quarterback for the Colts this year. It's not his fault that the defense sucks. He's not out there not making tackles and not stopping the run. And he's not out there making bad calls, sending bad plays into the field. That that's that's Frank Wright. Frank Wright has blown at least three games this year. The Colts should be nine and three. The Colts should be the number one seed in the AFC. They vomited all over themselves against the Ravens, where they're up 24 to 7. They vomited all over themselves against the against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. And and they've and they tanked the game against the Titans where, where they were up where, where at that point Carson Wentz did throw a reprehensible interception. I'm starting to think that Frank Reich is not the man for the job. He's a great culture guy. He's a nice guy. The Colts have a really good culture. I like the way they treat each other, but there's there's no fire. There's no there's no killer instinct. But back to what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about the Colts. I was talking about Colts. C L C see I can't even spell. C-U-L-T-S. Colts. Jim Jones. Heaven's Gate. David Koresh. So the History Channel has been running this segment over and over again about Jim Jones and David Koresh and Heaven's Gate. And I find it fascinating. I find I find it fascinating how these people are able to get individuals to follow them. These are just regular guys. This isn't these aren't people born into the royal family. These aren't this isn't like The Rock talking about running for president where he's a he's a good looking superstar that we've been watching on TV for the last 25 years. This isn't Ronald Reagan, who was a Hollywood actor becoming the president. This isn't even Trump who love him or hate him is one of the most entertaining people in the history of television. These are regular people. So the, the, the one that really gets me the most is the, is the Jim Jones one in, 
he brought he brought his people down to to Jonestown, Guyana. And Jim Jones is this this preacher. He was born, I think, believe in Indiana, and he was a preacher for many years. He 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 prayed on impoverished black people, brainwashed them, would do these do these sermons for like eight hours, wouldn't let people leave. Cults, they always one of the things of a cult in some of your some of your religious denominations, maybe, maybe, maybe cult adjacent. They want you to give you, they want you to give them all of your money. Because one thing to say, hey, you know, Brother Lewis, Brother Lewis, Brother Lewis, can we get a donation? Could you break us off with it with, with at least a tithe, a 10%? I'm like, hey, you know, I'm happy to donate. I, I love the church. I love what you're doing in the community. I'll give you a couple, a couple of grand. Oh, well, we we really were we were really hoping that we could get half of your post-tax income. That's what cults do. And even my church sometimes they're like, hey, James, you gave us the 10%. We'd like another 5% for offering. 10 and 5, they call it. 10 and 5. We would then like you to send your kids to our schools which is another 15% of, of your income. And if you don't do that, your kids are going to hell and so are you. So how you like them apples? And there are a lot of denominations that'll do that, man. It's, uh, I don't want to call nobody out because I don't want to get sued, but you, you know who I'm talking about. They want, they want most of your money, but Jim Jones wanted all of your money. So he had these people giving them all of their money, signing over their checks to them. Many of them signed over their welfare checks or social security, social security checks. And then he moved to Ukiah. Then like many, David Koresh did this too. The cult leader always says, well, you know what? You guys can't have sex with your spouses anymore. So no more sex. The only one getting laid up in this MF is going to be me. And when I say getting laid, I'm talking about you can't have sex with your wife, but I can have sex with your wife. And it's not adultery because I'm the embodiment of Christ himself. And we're creating a race of superhuman Christ-like people. This is, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be funny. This is exactly what, what these people, these cult leaders believe. Jim, Jim Jones was gangster with it. He was having sex with the wives and the husbands. He would he would he would have sex with the men and then he would say that he was casting out a demon. So a lot of people miss these red flags. And they had some they had some issues going on with, with taxes and stuff. So he moved he moved his church down to, to Guyana. And I'm a I'm a very church oriented person. Basically, if you're especially if you're like me, you're a seven day Adventist, and you're familiar with camp meeting, which is a two week outdoor church that seven day Adventists have basically in the summer. So it's like you go out to log cabins and you pitch tents and, and you preach, you do community service. It's actually a great time. Jim Jones moved his people out down to Guyana on extended camp meeting. Like there was, it was camp meeting 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Eating at a pavilion. It was like being, it was like summer camp, but in the words of ice cube, it, it going to camp, but it ain't camp Snoopy. So the people get off the plane to come to Guyana. They they get to the camp. There are armed guards there with with MP5s and AK47s, 
And that's when when people do the interviews, they're like, "Oh man, this, the few the few survivors are like, oh man, we knew we were screwed when we when we got there." And there were like a dozen guys walking around with with the big guns. A lot of these people want complete control over your soul and complete control over you. And, and we know it, with Jonestown ended badly. They committed suicide. Almost a thousand people. Uh, what made me sick? Babies, young children. People that didn't want to commit suicide were forced. If you hear that, if you ever listen to the Google Jonestown tapes, now it's a difficult listen, but Google Jonestown Guyana tapes at the end. He's saying that, Hey, we're, we're going to commit suicide. We've been practicing this. We're going to, we're, we're laced drink the Kool-Aid. That's where the phrase drinking the Kool-Aid comes from. Arsenic laced Kool-Aid lay down your life. And one of the parishioners is like, hey, I, I love you, Jim Jones. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. You're my God. You're my savior. You're my dad. But I don't want to die. Do you think that's necessary? And I feel so sorry because you can hear the fear in her voice. And another member confronts her and interrupts her and says, hey, Jim Jones is God to us. We love him. He's our daddy. The world revolves around him. If he wants us to lay our lives down for him, we should be happy to do that. And that's like, wow. So I really, that really left a mark on me. Then you get into ones that are a little bit more funny. The, the Heaven's Gate one is pretty funny, man. You know, I'm sorry if somebody lost a loved one in that. But these, these, these toolboxes, they actually put on Nike jumpsuits and, and Jordans. And these guys asphyxiated themselves. They tied... They tied plastic bags around their head, and then they went and laid down in the bunk bed. They were waiting for the Hell Bob Comet to come get them. When you, when you hear George Clinton talk about the mothership, they really thought that the mothership was coming. So you came in, the people that stumbled across their bodies, there's like 35 people, and, and they were dressed up ready to go to a party. They were ready to go to an eternal party in space. If you look at the Heaven's Gate logo, it looks like the Pink Floyd the, the iconic Pink Floyd album cover. And, and that was a little bit amusing. And then you had David Koresh. Now, me being an Adventist, that's not a great look for SDAs. And the one thing about the David Koresh part of the, the documentary, I think when we look back, this, what happened to David Koresh, what happened at Waco, that could never happen now because back then, you know, basically... David Koresh had a lot of guns and he was teaching us theology that was bad. There, there were rumors of sexual assault and, and polygamy and statutory and terrible stuff like that. But the ATF didn't get involved, involved in that. They got involved because they found out that the ball had thousands and thousands of guns. He was ready to start World War III. And they sit for a knock or a no-knock warrant, whatever, now, one thing I do know in that video, I wouldn't have been the first person kicking in that door. Because people, you if I knew that someone had thousands of guns, I wouldn't be the first person in that door. They're, they're, they're at a compound in Waco. This is not defending America. This is not going into Af Afghanistan to kill bin Laden. This is not getting some of the terrorists. These are a bunch of a weird shepherd's rod offspring crazy theology people out in the middle of rural Texas. I would just be getting David Koresh the next time he went to a CVS to, to get some athlete's foot cream or something. I wouldn't be kicking in the door 
with all of that. So they kicked in the door. The first few people that went in obviously got lit up. Unfortunately, rest in peace. All officers, ATF, they're trying their, their best to do their jobs and keep the country safe. And they did what what happens if you if you take a policeman out, you're it's gonna get ugly. They they came in there the next day with the tanks and they burned that thing to the ashes and the cinders, killing everybody. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is Lance J, a.k.a. the Paragon of Sports Talk Excellence, a.k.a. the Heisenberg of Broadcast Radio, a.k.a. the Wolf of Wall Street. Listen to the Lance J Radio Network weekdays at 7 p.m. on Urban One's flagship 1450 WOL in Washington, D.C., and presented by our partners at Episource, the industry leader in healthcare analytics and Medicare Advantage quality products. James Lewis. I see a lot of people, a lot of companies, and have had companies reach out to me about consulting, even about being their CEO. And their leadership is not good. Bad board, bad C-suite, inept, incompetent buffoonery. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. A lot of you out there listening to this, you look at people that run these companies. Some of these companies, you look at them, they're making millions of dollars. They wear red-bottom shoes. They're driving very high-level European automobiles. And you say, man, these people should have it together. But I'm telling you, I work with some of these people. Some of these people that run these companies are complete morons. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon. Paragon. Seven, Seven. Studios. Studios.